welcome back to another episode of Money Beyond Borders, where we explore the frontier of, of money and the things that it finances in our life, the, the loves, the passion projects, and uh, the relationships that we have in our lives. Uh, I have here today, we're, we're, we're going to France, and um, I have a lovely couple here who have made their life in the south of France, uh, Max and Florence, and they've been here for their whole lives. And they decided to, to settle down in one of the most beautiful places, I think, in the world. And uh, they have quite an interesting background. Uh, they're actually uh, auto, they're entrepreneurs in the south of France. And they made a nice living together uh, and, and raised four daughters. And I'm going to let them introduce themselves as we explore how they think about their finances. So, Max. Um, what is the beginning... I think the beginning is uh, earlier. I was, mm, it's because I was mm, 20, maybe 16 years old, or even before when I was considering money as um, something necessary and uh, something I wanted to have and something that was not the essential. Uh, just something that uh, we need to have a good life. So uh, you uh, was ready to um, uh, to do the maximum for uh, the independence, the freedom, and to have the life I wanted. I mean, uh, it was not necessary to have millions. It was just necessary to have enough, not to be worried about the money. That was my philosophy. I was originally meant to travel around the world, I had studied tourism languages and um, was very keen to uh, discover and have people discover the world around or just the area. And um, I did this for maybe two, three years, four years until we had our first daughter then it started becoming a bit difficult to move around and uh, together with Max um, we started settling in uh, a little uh, village, medieval village called Saint Paul de Vence on the Riviera, on the French Riviera and uh, this little village attracts many people so we sort of oriented our money uh, making I would say or um, business on um, painting, uh, painting watercolors, painting on uh, plates, um, painting oils. Uh, it happened to please the people who were visiting the village and uh, little by little we started to um, sell more and more and to uh, also export. So the village was really our center of life as we were living inside the village above our little studio where we were also painting and selling to the people coming by. So started uh, in St. Paul for about 10 years like this. And something actually Max mentioned to start us off, at 16 you said, you know, I wanted to have money, but then that's around the time I think you met Florence. Mm -hmm. So 
how did your vision of money and then your daughter, first daughter, you know, when you get married and you start having a family, how did your perspective on money change? Did it change? Uh, and for both of you, Florence too, you know, your tourism and there's, okay, well, now we have a daughter. And so how, how did that getting together, starting a family affect that and your relationship? It's hard to say that it was um, uh, decided since the beginning. It was uh, in our mind, but we didn't know how to do and how to manage. So uh, we get married, we were very young, 20, and uh, we've had our first uh, kid uh, when we were um, 20, 25, 26 it means that during that period we were conscious enough to uh, uh, to be careful uh, until we were ready. And during those five years, we were not ready at all because uh, the uncertainty uh, was uh, the reality. So we um, uh, we traveled. We we went to uh, in different countries. Our parents uh, were a bit uh, worried. What are they going to do? Uh, this is the age that they have to prepare the future, and we were not doing that. So, uh, but fortunately, my wife was uh, very much confident, and I think very much in love. So, <laughs> uh, I had like um, uh, springs under my um, under my feet. I was very. Uh, uh, I was confident. So um, when um, uh, we decided to settle, settle down, um, we 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 uh, invest in a little gallery to try to to sold our work, and uh, that was not a success. Uh, nobody were coming in. So that was the first attempt. Uh, difficult to go to get by. And uh, well, after we uh, we were lucky, and uh, uh, we decided to paint. We were not very uh, talented for that work too. Uh, it's just uh, uh, we were maybe lucky. Uh, the, the chance came to us. Uh, we decided to uh, to uh, decorate some plates, some porcelain, some china, and. Uh, and we were very lucky because people they agreed to uh, to buy our work. So step by step, we, I think I painted about seventy thousand china plates. <laughs> it's very funny when I'm thinking of that, but it's very easy because uh, when you have uh, people who like your work and people say uh, you are talented, that well, we were not specially, in fact, uh, we. Uh, you are push, so you you continue. But now with the the, the COVID, uh, we are sixty four, and now uh, we are all a bit like we were forty years ago. Uh, what is the future is uh, expecting for us? It's a question we don't really know. What is the future now? Because what we did before is is another page. The book is closed for for this uh, period of life. A new period of life has to start. And, but I'm quite confident, like I was 40 years ago. Yes, we're at a point now where things are changing because uh, 
Our life has always depended on uh, on tourism since um, we started out uh, our little business in St. Paul. Um, we have gone through several crises, crises um, and the biggest one probably was uh, 2001, uh, altogether with the uh, Iraqi war, and the 9/11, and the uh, and uh, yes, and also the uh, euro arriving um, versus the dollar because we were very much uh, dependent on American, uh, Canadian, American people who were our um, investors, I would say, mostly. And um, the borders were getting a little bit um, sort of locked down uh, during the Iraqi war. No more Americans coming. Uh, 9-11 terrorism started there and also, uh, as I said, the the euro made the cost of living much more expensive in Europe for people in America. So uh, that was a crisis we went through. Um, it was one of the most important. And then others, of course, 2008. Uh, we had to adapt. Um, other nations were coming and... Um, we also tried to turn towards uh, um, Russians, towards uh, Asian people. Um, the village uh, was still uh, an attraction, uh, but to other kind of nations. So uh, we had to adapt to uh, um, other tastes. But it was still what we were doing, still painting, still... Um, um, giving a maybe French typical souvenirs to people coming to the village. Rewind a few years back mm -hmm. in the beginning mm -hmm. when Max was mentioning you didn't know what the future held financially. You just knew you wanted to do it with Max. Mm -hmm. And he had springs in his feet because you had confidence. Mm -hmm. And how was that in the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, uh, before 2000? You, you, you just go forward. And uh, you try to do what you like, but um, we must we must say we had also um, help from our parents, uh, uh, a vision of not being just doing things that you're not want, wanting to do, and trying to um, go towards um, what you feel like you like you want. We had help financially, I must say, because the 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 village uh, house we were living in with was uh, Max's parents's. So um, from there on, we uh, had a start, and um, little by little, it was just simply evident and evidence that was going like this. Not not so uh, not so much thinking. It was just. Um, we were not feeling we were going to work for another boss. We were just going to be our boss and we were going to make it through with our, you know, qualities. <laughs> so it sounds like uh, Americans and, and uh, foreigners, basic for tourism, right, is what was uh, the main source of your, the lifeblood of your businesses until now.
after the two after the two thousand years, we've had the uh, the world were opening up. We've had many Russian, Japanese, Korean, many Korean people, and Russian people. Uh, even from uh, Turkish, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, we've had people from all over the world. Even from Brazil, we've had many Brazilian people. Mexican. We have people from uh, the South Africa. Um, it was all the world going uh, to uh, the Côte d'Azur. The Côte d'Azur is very much open to the to the world. This is a this is a chance of the Côte d'Azur. We kind of touch a little bit on it, but I want to hear um, the values. What what today and in the beginning? How has that changed over the years? Your values. What do you guys value? You know, family, vacation, time to yourself. You know, what are some values that you have? Um, just a lot of Americans, they're like, oh, I want to travel to France one day. So they're they're saving for that. You know, they're that they value dépaysement uh, or a um, I just used a French word. Um, they want to explore different cultures and different, and that's kind of their one of their values is. Uh, exploring you know humanity it's like an anthropological desire and passion um some are family it's like family first like wherever family is i need to be there i need to be present and and part of that uh that uh that source of of love and and ancestry so that's what i mean by values the 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 action of our life depends on the values we have um if you take such or such decision in your life, it's because your your heart, your brain, uh, wants you to go in this direction. And uh, my values, I told them already, is uh, um, being having a, a, the life I wanted. Uh, I didn't want to live a life that I didn't want to. <laughs> that's so obvious but uh, many people are living the life they don't want I lived the life I wanted uh, and um, uh, the kids we've had uh, were uh, uh, very important for us and uh, we, we we gave all our attention to their education and uh, uh, and we were very happy and that was a wonderful time of our life to uh, share uh, uh, the homework and the difficulties of our kids and uh, the joy and during those 20 years the family was the main uh, subject and we were very uh, very happy that was so not so difficult yes of course the <clears throat> the family is the first value for for me we wanted to share things with our children give them the value of um of love to start with um, value of deserving um, what you get means that you work for what you get honestly of course mm, also value of uh, an open mind to others an open mind to uh, other cultures we try to have them visit other countries and stay a little bit to see how other people lived not as much as I would have liked to but we did a little bit and uh, it happens that uh, some many of our daughters, several of our daughters have uh, 
married um, people who uh, now live abroad or have come back or originally from another country. So we have succeeded in in their open-minded uh, value on other nationalities, on other type of livings. Mm, I'm happy about that. Uh, not just, you know, your own nationality, your own little piece of land where you have always lived. It's nice to explore. That's my value also. And um, we hope that uh, today's world that's sort of locked down will permit to continue doing this, exploring others. Thank you for sharing that. And I think, you know, I'd like to transition a little bit. So get a little more into details in in terms of, you know, how together as a household, how did you track money? Uh, did you track money for the business differently than you did personally? Uh, what was your, I guess, relationship with tracking money as things started picking up? You know, when there was little money or, or none, it was easy to track. Well, we have some or we don't. But as mm -hmm. things pick up and there's more money and there's more expenses, how, did you guys have a system? Was it written down or was it just in your head? Oh, I know when this is happening and I'll pay that when it comes. What was that like? Uh, did you have a system of tracking or not? I don't think we had a system tracked down on the paper. Um our way of thinking money is you don't spend what you don't have. You only spend what you have. So we were not very much into uh, lots of um, credits and credit cards and things like this that you would pay back. We were just spending the money we had and we were actually at the beginning, from the beginning, wanting to save money to be able to uh, buy a, a plot of land and have our house built bigger for our family so we during several years we uh, we had we have earned quite a bit without spending much because we had no rent to pay living in uh, Max's parents' house so we could save money and then after maybe five years we started looking eight years started looking for a for a piece of land not too far from our village because we knew it was important to be uh, close by and be there quickly from the house and we found this plot of land we had the house built and about uh, two years one or two years after we could move in left the village and came to our house uh, close by there again, it was still quite a good um, business. We continued um, to um, save money at that time. For the house, we had to uh, take a mortgage, a 10-year mortgage, um, which was rather quick um, and not too big of a mortgage. So we had both spared money and a 10-year mortgage that we could uh, pay back quite easily at that time. We were owners of our house rather early, finally. We were about maybe 35 or no, maybe you know, 40. About 40 years old, we, we had owned the house. Our thinking of, uh, of um, 
money is we share very much we we don't have um, particular ideas if we want to invest in something we talk about it and we um, uh, we said okay let's let's go and and look for what we're looking for together normally together <laughs> sometimes sometimes I have ideas that are not really the priority so this is now our um, our issue is which priority which uh, investment do we want to do um, and we have to find a, a common one it's not always uh, easy but um, we the main thing is really uh, having no credits to pay back and uh, only spending the money you have in front of you that's what we have always done along that train of thought so you know, don't spend more than you make I, it might sound like common sense but did you did your parents either of your parents ever talk about money or how to think about money in a way you know long term short term just how to balance a checkbook or this is how you open an account and this is how you manage your your money I just was there any dollar or was it kind of oh you can do arithmetic one plus three equals four that's enough you can figure out the rest as far as uh, parents, um, I had absolutely no idea of uh, what our parents were doing with their money. They never spoke of money in my family, so uh, it was it was a mystery. My father would invest in other countries and would deal with money. Uh, it was all very secret. They they never talked about money in our family, never. So when I arrived in Max's family, and and it was more more discussed about uh, it was interesting for me mm, no I uh, I uh, never never had plans I never was shown how to deal with money so we grew together with Max doing that together <laughs> in my family it was very much different we were talking about money and I knew uh, very well what my the what was the salary of my dad and uh, the difficulties of my mom to have something to for for buying uh, clothes or different things, and she always asked for uh, um, the permit to spend money. It was not easy. Well, they they show me in uh, in a way that uh, I I didn't want to do what they were doing. So it's a kind of example. Uh, but my my parents were uh, were reasonable parents. They did not buy uh, luxurious cars. Uh, they always have very small cars. They always have a small house. So they uh, they didn't spend more than what they have. That was an example. That's right. They they did what they they could, as we do. <laughs> That's it. I'm a little bit curious about why Florence's family was quiet about it and your family was more you know vocal about it even if it was slightly turbulent it sounds like mm-hmm. it was something that wasn't taboo it wasn't something that oh we don't talk about money even though it's something we wrestle with every day mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it because it's affecting our lives and mm-hmm. our ability to buy food or clothing and live the life we want i suppose uh, it also comes from what our parents have lived I think maybe our parents were lonely 
children uh, alone and uh, in their family they never never spoke of uh, money either i suppose it, it probably comes from the background of the parents themselves and it also comes of the fact that maybe the independence uh, my father wanted the fact that he was not like a typical person earning money typically um as having a salary or job he wasn't like that so maybe this was something even when the school was asking what are your parents doing for my father i never knew what to say i knew for my mom she was a teacher uh that was classical and basic and easy to just point down but it was um very complicated to say for my dad <laughs> still a mystery going around <laughs> so um it was a mafia my mom was the one who was bringing a you know a regular salary down to the home and my dad was the one who was playing around <laughs> but that's all we knew <laughs> my family was very classical dad was working mom was at home making uh, the the uh, doing the the, the food Cooking. cooking and making sewing. The, sewing my pants trousers and uh, well and uh, also being an artist and, and she was an artist and, and yes creating a lot that's it max's mom um her painting and with the village uh apartments that you guys were at mm -hmm. did which she she gave you guys the idea how what you're like oh this is working for mom why can't we do this no. or how how did that how did you get into painting because it's what your mom was doing right my mom in my childhood was sculpting carving she was carving uh, big wood pieces and uh, she was painting when she was six, between 16 and 20 years old then after she uh, quit stopped and then she uh, came back to the painting when she was uh, 50 years old she was doing a uh, little sculpture with clay and uh, she was also uh, tempting uh, the painting on the little piece of porcelain china and uh, as we were not very talented Florence and I we we tried to do something with her on the china plate which seems to be the easiest way to go to 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 uh, have uh, some uh, pastime how do you say pastime uh, pastime to hobby we were just and then uh, it, it started like that my our, my my mom so told us that that was funny to do that so we did that <laughs> it started this way started this way <laughs> big chance wow it's a great story it's like all right yeah, this is fun I, oh wait people like these they pay a lot of money for these and the americans so they just can't get enough maybe we should put a an oven in the house and start cooking these at home my mom was very determined because if she were doing uh, i don't know noodles or um, cookies, uh, we, sh we would have done this too. You know the, the cookies of the Portuguese cookies, you know, pastéis, how do you call pastéis. that? Yeah. Maybe I would have done the pastéis too. <laughs> we would have done thousands. <laughs> that's good to eat. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's, that's, a great, that's a great story. We'll transition a little bit here the technical part of the mm -hmm. the interview here there's 
three primary sources of income, the three businesses you guys have. You can add another source if there's one I, I left out. Um, up, you know, up until now, I know COVID has changed a lot, and we're kind of wait, what's what's next? But up until now, those three sources of income were your primary uh, breadwinners, so to speak. And then uh, for the expenses, listeners would are interested in knowing like what kinds of expenses are food, groceries, or, or any major expenses. Um, being an entrepreneur in France is different than being an entrepreneur in the States. How has uh, those sources of income and those expenses, what do they look like for you? It's not, a, would say, a traditional path um, of being an employee. What do those expenses look like and those incomes? Yes, we have extended our entrepreneur um, things with uh, two other uh, shops in the village, which have changed a great deal uh, our life because of course then you have to be able to be sure to pay your rent and to be sure to pay your employees so um, we had to deal with more money and we also had to get an accountant to uh, to take care of all the expenses and uh, and the incomes uh, this was a different business for us when we were first um, just alone with our little business uh, it was easy <laughs> uh, to see where you were going. Um, with the extensions of the two other businesses, uh, which means buying things for selling, um, not only our own productions, but spending money on, on things and hoping they would sell and paying an employee for that um, makes a whole big difference. Uh, sometimes I regretted the time where we were just with our own little business because we had less uh, amount of money around but um, it was uh, it, it seemed to me easier to deal with and not having the expenses sometimes I feel we uh, yes of course we have two other businesses um, it's potentially something you could sell one day and make money from. But uh, day by day, you deal with more money, but you don't get more money. <laughs> That's my feeling. <laughs> but it had to be because of um, the crisis I had talked about before. Uh, we had to um, explore other incomes because of the, the crisis. So that's the reason. But sometimes it makes it more complicated. It means more especially less freedom, less freedom to um, go away, to travel, to um, decide on your own what you're going to do because you have your employees, you have your rent to pay, the other shops, they have to be open because that's the deal, you know. So um, it's to me, it's been, uh, it's been something I was forced to do um, but it is uh, a bit of the cost of freedom to me. Well, my opinion is different. Uh, in 2004, we opened uh, an uh, herb shop. In 2008, we opened a souvenir shop. And in 2014, we opened uh, three little studios where um, we received people for, uh, like for the Airbnb. And at the same time, we can, I continue the painting in my own uh, studio shop. 
um, the feeling of freedom I have it because uh, I do what I want and um, uh, I don't really want to um, to live uh, um, to spend my life in planes or uh, in the airport or uh, uh, boring, um, boring exercise. The only things I like when I'm traveling is a museum. I love to go into the museum. Uh, otherwise, um, you have everything at home. And uh, if I'm still traveling now, it's just to visit my kids. Otherwise, I feel very comfortable where I am and to keep my business around. It's okay this way. The question uh, Francis is telling about um, the feeling she about the money, uh, I don't have this uh, trouble. Um, what I want is to uh, not to be worried about the money, and we are not worried. We uh, what. We need we uh, we have it, and uh, no matter the quantity, I have enough money to keep my business. I have enough money to pay my insurance, uh, all my taxes, and if I want to go to uh, Colorado or London, I will go with no problem. So uh, there is no problem with money. The expenses, since you're self-employed and you have your businesses, it's very different in France than being an employee. You guys are on your own. How does the state help or not help? And what are the expenses you have to think about? A little bit about the employees, got to pay the employees. Um, there's a lease on the building. How are the taxes, I guess? And and do you see the benefits from the taxes you're paying? Or is it kind of, oh, we're paying for no benefits? The state is doing uh, nothing for me, for us, because we are doing, we are, uh, we are people who are helping the uh, state. If the state can help people, it's because they have people who give money to them, to the state. So, so this is, we are the people from this side of the barrier. The, the, we are the one who are paying taxes more than we get. But I don't mind. Um, uh, we have, uh, of course, we have taxes. Uh, we have uh, many um, expenses for the house. We have many expenses for the employees. Many expenses for the for the lease. Uh, but the money going in and the money going out uh, is um, uh, positive. So uh, we can continue. I'm not planning for any retirement. I'm 64 and I want to continue like my grandfather. My grandfather was a surgeon and he stopped working at 72. And uh, my other grandfather was uh, working in a um, dictionary uh, publishing and he stopped at 78. So uh, I'm not planning to stop uh, at my age. I'm still very young and uh, I want to continue my uh, my life this way with opening new, maybe new uh, business and uh, making uh, a new way of uh, earning money. Maybe truffles? <laughs> it's not true that we did get no help from the state. I think our insurance, I mean our health care, is quite quite well covered. Yes, yeah, it's true. We pay, we pay a big amount of money for that. Yeah, for the, through the business. Through the business, yeah, we have to pay. Forty-five percent. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. Um, we did, 
We we did get a lot of um, money for our four children when they were small. Des allocations familiales. We have had from the state we to raise our four children. Oh, um, state 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 taxes were lower because of the kids. We had to pay less uh, taxes. Thanks to our four children, so we did not pay all that much tax yes, as long as we had our children with us at home. So the government um, makes it easy uh, for families who want children, makes it rather easy, I would say. Schools were totally free, um, even music education was free, almost free, um, sports also. It was very little money. Little money is not free. We benefited of um, the general infrastructures for our children. Now that the children are gone and um, away from home, uh, it does seem that there are quite a few more <laughs> taxes to pay. Um, but, um, yeah, th- we we are not the classical French people who have a salary. So there again, as entrepreneurs, we have to pay quite a bit of side things. Um, it's true. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, that's how, how life goes. That's normal. You can think of it as the cost of freedom, too. You have a lot of flexibility, and there's not a boss saying you have to be here at this time, right, you know, f- to, to react. Maybe you have some guests for some of the short-term rental, so that's a little more... Mm-hmm. Um, demanding, but it's the client that's kind of the boss. But uh, you can, instead of a boss, you've got a, a marché. You've got a market to please, and it sounds like mm-hmm. the hospitality and and the tourism. You guys have done done very good. Well, so uh, I'm about out of questions, and you know I like to end the interviews because I'm the interviewer, so I have questions to guide us during this episode. But usually during the time together there's questions or notes that pop up in our minds is there anything other factors in personal finance any notes anything that you'd like to share here before we sign off it's like a team who is uh, having a good uh, score what do you what why would you like to change <laughs> we we just hope that the economy will continue the planes will continue uh, uh, this way and uh, if there is a revolution we, we've had to uh, to change our mind that we will. <laughs> the thing is to adapt. That's, that's the truth, to adapt yourself. Adapt to new circumstances. Adapt to uh, the character also. We change our characters, so we have to adapt to the new characters we have. Adaptation. Maybe this is what I would say, to adapt. Thank you very much, Max and Florence, for your time today. This is a great episode. Wish you the best for all of you. Bye. That's another episode of Money Beyond Borders.